On Geeks, you're listening to episode 353 of the Geeks Center Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Nolan. Hello. And LJ Lowry. Yo. And this week, we're geeking out about video games with colors in the titles, and that's all you're getting for now. Uh, we'll <laughs> explain in a minute. <laughs> Wolverine and Twisted Metal. Um, yeah, we'll first start with the games that we've been playing. Um, before we do that, actually, I'm going to be real quick on my D&D uh, thing. Oh, yeah. It was our first real I'll session. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I won't do one every month. Uh, we're going to be playing monthly. Um, but very uh, excited about it. It went really well. Uh, everyone had a lot of fun, it seemed. Uh, I was crazy nervous. Oh, and yeah. uh, rushed through a couple of things. So I ended up looking for my pacing a little bit, I noticed. Uh, but you're your own worst critic, and everyone seemed to love it. So uh, I'm, I'm really hopeful for it. We... Had them all kind of drop into town. I know I told you guys this, but I don't know if the listeners mm-hmm. have heard. Um, and then told them that they had a job at a tavern. Really cliche. And uh, so they went and shopped around and did stuff in the in the uh, town. And then when they were on their way to the tavern, uh, I played on my phone this really loud like explosion happening um, and shocked them all. And like the tavern's gone. Uh, and then kind of sent them through more of a linear dungeon from there. And uh, yeah, they fought this crawler at the end a carrion crawler for those who know anything about dnd and um they talked the goblins into um helping them fight the crawler uh, <laughs> i got That's to meet cool. my favorite i guess this is another cliche thing and i didn't know that making goblins cute um didn't know that was like something that a lot of people have done but we found this adorable goblin on etsy and so his name was soap he was named soap because <laughs> he ate soap um because he thought it tastes like cilantro um, oh my gosh, this... that's so funny! That is so funny because <laughs> cilantro is either people hate it or yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's like, I hate awesome. cilantro. It tastes like soap to me. That's uh... so meta. <laughs> that's um, awesome. And then he kind of talked like this the whole time. Uh, and he was just, you know, <laughs> real adorable. Um, he was a bard. It was great. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely a success, I think. Um, and I'm excited to play more. Uh, they were like, can we do it every three weeks instead of once a month? And I was like, I don't, uh, I don't know. Props to you DMs out there who prepare something every single week. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot I to, try, to get done in some days. I, I try to play weekly. I'm used to weekly. I, I DM theoretically weekly. But lately it's been like, there's just been random like two week breaks because mm-hmm. life gets busy. And that totally happens, right? But um it's, it's always funny where I'm just like, okay, cool, I have everything planned. We're ready for the week. And then one of my players is like, um, I can't make it this week. And I'm like, well, I uh, guess we're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That was another reason I wanted to go to a month originally. Uh, and now I'm more grateful because it wasn't about the planning, but I'm so grateful for that planning time now. Uh, yeah. was doing once a month. I was like, you guys have no excuse to miss. It was like, you have, you know. You, you get can... time to plan. Yeah. Yeah, you got for, a whole month to figure day. your day off. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. And you're going to need a day off because it's, you know, six hours of game time for us. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, tons and tons of fun. I suppose, yeah, if we were to play more frequently, maybe I would play a little bit. Whether we do a little bit less, maybe it would be a little more manageable. But, um, yeah. I am really enjoying the game. I should say, too, 
uh, I'm not DMing alone. My wife is DMing with me. That's and, cool. Uh, so I'm very much the like improv side of things and the um, make things work. And then she's the one with the numbers and the math and uh, is doing the really logical stuff that I'm not as good at on the fly. Um, mm-hmm. My brain focusing is not not a great thing for me. <laughs> Makes sense. But yep, that's our that's our D and D update, I guess, for me. Um, LJ, what have you been playing? Yeah, um, I have been playing Final Fantasy 16 still. I really got a ton of time with it on Saturday. Uh, I knocked out a good up another couple hours on that. Um, I'm getting there. I'm making progress. I feel like I'm starting to get a little f- over the hump now. Like I'm yeah. finally like I feel like I'm on a little roll. Whenever like before, it was, I only had like 10, 12 hours in it. Mm-hmm. But now I got plenty more. Um, I'm enjoying it a lot. So good. That story is still going places that I never would have thought. Um, and all good places so far. Uh, I like it. It's good. Um, it's fun. No, I don't really know what else to say for now. Um, but I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep playing more. It's super, super good. Um, very action heavy. But it also... It was nice because like I felt like... You know, it's an it's it's very much an action game. So, uh, it gets accused for not being much of an RPG, but I'm like, I don't care. Like, this is a cinematic experience here. It's I'm so fighting, fun. I'm fighting enemies. I'm doing my thing, but so I'm bad. I'm also getting to sit back and like watch some stuff happen. Like, so mm-hmm. it's it felt really good. It felt like a good Saturday night chill game. Um, so um, yeah, I've been playing that. Um, I get, I found myself getting in back into this game randomly, but I got back into Brawlhalla. Oh, which is kind okay. of which is kind of a throwback for a lot yeah, of us. Definitely. Um, I saw on Steam apparently I had a closed beta uh, like badge for like Avatar badge, and I was like, wow, yeah. that's how long <laughs> that's how long ago we started playing that. Um, yeah. I I guess it's feeling like 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 for I think with Smash, I guess there's so many people that are just so good at it like. When I try to play it online, I feel like I have no shot at Smash. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just, like, that game's been around so long that there's just, like, such a skill ceiling I feel like I have to get to to even, like, have fun at playing that game. Mm-hmm. And also, when I play Smash, like, handheld or, like, on, like, not docked, it's terrible. Like, I feel like... Definitely. It just it does not run well. It's not a great experience. Um, like, I'm not knocking... I'm not trying to knock Smash or anything because it's... It's the reason why games like Brawlhalla and like Multiverses exist, and I feel like Brawlhalla's mm-hmm. gameplay also fills a, a multiverse, a void that Multiverses left, kind of. Like it's very much like, which uh, you were you know, really enjoying. Yeah, and I dodge, and you know, it's got like the whole dodge mechanic. It's got like a good dodge mechanic that's very similar to Multiverses. Um, I like the weapon system. Um, but yeah, it's fun. I start and I re-downloaded on Steam, got it on, and I was like, oh, let me try this on my Steam Deck. And that's kind of what brought me back into it, is I can, you know, like it's got ah, really good Steam connection. Yeah. Ubisoft actually bought, uh, I think the name of the devs is, I think it's like Blue Mammoth. Um, I know we that played against correct. them. We, we played against them at PAX one time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the guys, when Shelly and I went. That was cool. That was um, fun. Yes. And so Ubisoft actually bought that company now. So you have characters like Ezio and Rayman in there. That oh, are wow. actual characters. So silly. Yes, but then also you get, like, they have a bunch of crossover, like, which are basically, like, skins, kind of. Um, I bought Hellboy, because I'm like, it's not every day, like, my boy, like, ends up in a video game. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you also have, uh, you also have Aang, Zuko, and, um, oh, somebody else. I can't remember who the third Korra? avatar. No, it's, um, Toph. 
Toph. That's you cool. have you have Angzuko and Toph. You can buy. Um, they have the Ninja Turtles. Uh, you can buy. You can get them. Uh, who else? Sounds they like have Justice. a couple others. Yeah. So and then they have oh, like some. And, I think uh, they did a partnership. Was Injustice with, or Mortal Kombat? He was in Injustice. Yeah. Injustice. Um, they have a few other partnerships they did with some like Cartoon Network stuff. Like I think they got Ben Ten. They got some Adventure Time characters. They got WWE like partnership, and I'm like that's kind of cool. Um, I haven't bought the Battle Pass yet. There's a Battle Pass now. Uh, I'm enjoying online. I've been playing online. There's one of the new characters because I bought the roster thing. I had it on my PlayStation. It's not like cross progression yet or anything yet. I think they said they're going to implement that this year. But uh, one of my favorite characters I like his name is Red Raptor, and he's like a Super Sentai like Power Ranger style character. Fine. And so one of one of his weapons is like this like ball thing he carries this like little tool he carries and he can one of his attacks is like forward his like forward b or forward smash i guess you'd call it is like he gets on a bike like he morphs like a bike spawns and you can like run people off the map his uh up and his down basically are like mech arms and legs like that he summons Mm -hmm. um and then his other uh weapon he uses is like a kung fu like almost like martial arts style thing uh he's such a fun character to play i think that's the newest addition to the roster Heck yeah. Um, but I'm enjoying this game a lot. I'm like, man, like, I forgot how much fun this game was, but I'm, I'm playing 1v1 ranked. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's filling that void that, like, was left when multiverses kind of, like, uh, disappeared. Um, because it wasn't feeling so good. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, I've, I've been playing that a lot. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Cool. What about you, Shelly? Uh, I finished Final Fantasy 16. Yes, I don't think I, you had finished it last time. I was almost done last time because yes, I finished yes. it like the next day that, or the day after. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really like that game, <laughs> and I mm-hmm. do think if I had to choose a, a game of the year so far, I think this beats out Tears of the Kingdom. Ooh. I think it just it's it's much shorter. You know, there's less content. They're very different games. You know, I think I even it's, talked about this. That they are very. I think you can games. beat it in like 45 hours, right? Uh, Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I beat it in. Yeah, I think it was less than 50 hours, but it was like around 50, I think, for me. But mm-hmm. I also did you know, all side quests. I kind of took my time. I didn't like try to rush through it, and I think I will eventually platinum it. But it does involve um, being the game again on New Game Plus on the hardest mm. difficulty. Uh, but I think I might just save that for eventually whenever I get the itch to play it again, because I think I will get the itch to play it again. I kind of want to play Final Fantasy XV again, which again, that I think I mentioned last week. Combat hard mode will be really fun, I think. I think so, yeah. I never... I was always on action mode the whole time, which doesn't necessarily indicate, I think, how hard or easy it is. There's, like, action mode, or I think story mode, which I think makes it a little bit easier for you. And there's also certain items that give you like auto combos and things like that. And I never use yeah. any of those. I, me um, neither. Yeah, I just did everything kind of myself, which was ideal for me, right? I, and I, I noticed they fun. give you potions almost. I think no matter what mode you play it on, they give you like a small set of like potions when you do respawn. I think. Yes, no matter what, what you, yeah, yeah, they give you more potions, which honestly is kind of nice because it I'm not nice. really one. I personally am not one who loves, always loves a challenge or always love to just, you know, get myself stuck in a situation where, you know, I don't have enough potions, I don't have enough health, but I try really hard, but then I get hit once. Like, I'm not a Souls player, right? That's just right. not me. I know mm-hmm. that for sure. Right. So, same. 
for me, I kind of appreciate that. The I kind of appreciate that they're so like, fun. they kind of help you a little bit. They're just like, hey, mm-hmm. you died. You could do this. We're going to give you yep. a little bit of health boost kind of thing. So yeah. I, I appreciate that. Um, I know there's a lot of people who don't like the ending to the game. And hmm. obviously I'm not going to like spoil it or mention it, but I like the beginning of the game. I do not dislike it. I think I, I had even read reviews beforehand that people were like, it's as bad as like, they're like comparing it. I mean, everyone's been comparing this game to Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. They've even been comparing the ending with Game of Thrones. And oh. to which I say, even if you don't like the ending, which is valid if you don't like the ending. I mean, I like the ending. I don't know why you wouldn't like the ending, but some people don't. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it is not nearly to the extent of Game of Thrones. I will I will say that absolutely. Like, no spoiler. Like, I think that's a very gross over exaggeration of, of the ending of this game. Because that Game of Thrones ending, like, I've never seen Game of Thrones, but obviously that was super controversial. Yeah. I, like, only watched the last episode. <laughs> like, I remember watching last, last episode with my friends who had been watching Game of Thrones the whole time and seeing their reactions were like so funny to me and I thought okay and I had them explain to me why it's so bad you know all those character assassination things like that and I'm like okay cool cool yeah so that's not what's happening here um and again it's fine okay. if you don't like the ending of this game but I I thought it was just such a beautiful game there's so many amazing moments in it uh, I just really liked it and again it kind of feels like it's getting I guess I don't know how the greater Final oh. Fantasy community feels about it but as someone who is newer Newish, pretty new <clears throat> to Final Fantasy. You know, I've only played 15 and 7 Remake. Um, I think this one's my favorite. Again, that's only out of three games, but I just really, really liked it. I love all the characters. I love, I love the story. There are plot holes. There are like weird things that don't make a ton of sense. Like, it, no, it's not a perfect game. No, it's not. I understand that, but I had more fun throughout, just throughout that entire like 50 hour some experience. Then, then I did with Tears of the Kingdom, just outright. Like, Tears of the Kingdom was long. I played for over 100 hours. There's so much content. It was really, really great in some places, but I was so frustrated and so mad at other places. And again, they're both really, really great games. Um, you could argue 10 out of 10 for both, I think. But anyway, I just really, really like Final Fantasy XVI. At least 16. from my experience, like, Final Fantasy 16 does not stop going. Like, that is a full 50 yeah. hours, like, from many, from beginning to end. Like, you just... Yeah, it's they don't spread going, thin. They don't spread thin. Go, go, they go, lay it like, on thick yeah. <laughs> the whole like you time. Can do, you can do a few side quests in between and all that and do some hunts or whatever, but even then, it just feels like you just it yeah, moves and, that clip. And the hunts are fun. I did all the hours. hunts. The hunts are fun. <laughs> all the side quests are really yeah. good. Again, I had heard like reviews that people were like, oh, the side quests aren't very good. I'm like, well, maybe some of them aren't that good, but a lot of them were really good, especially once you get to the end. A lot of them there, are there sort of... Article that we saw yeah. or that I saw and I'm like this is what we've been saying like they're exactly. well written like they may I'm be like, kind of basic on the surface but they're mm-hmm. so well written and definitely there were some I didn't care for but right. a lot of them are so character based so there's some where you really care about the character you're helping and then there's some that you mm-hmm. really don't and you can honestly just skip through as much as you want and that's kind of what I would do especially at the end there are so many side quests right before the final mission mm-hmm. that I would just linger on the side quests with characters I really cared about but then with the characters i don't care about or the situations i don't care about you can literally just skip like all the dialogue all the little yeah. cutscenes, all that like you can just skip that and what's crazy about um you know i've been talking with my husband a lot about breath of fire 2 because uh, I- i'm gonna start playing breath of fire 2 
because um, it's something he grew up playing and he was really passionate about. Actually, a small little plug, he's been remastering all the music from Breath of Fire 2. So if you go nice. to Nolan Music on YouTube, that's his channel. Ooh. He's been kind of working through the entire soundtrack. So if you if you like Breath of Fire 2, you should definitely check that out um, because awesome. he's been doing a really cool. good job. It's like a summer project of his. Um, but we're sort of comparing like, you know, old style JRPGs to a game like this, which again, some people would not even argue is an RPG. I think it is. Whatever. I think it is. Um, but it's fine if you don't, I suppose. But the side quests, for example, like, you actually don't have to pay attention to what they're saying. Like, you only... You can if you want, but they'll still tell you, like, a marker. It'll give you a marker. It'll tell you what you need to do. The little side quest icon will tell you exactly where you need to go, what you need to be doing. Um, so you don't actually need to, like, get any of that context from they're the conversation. They're not difficult to find and do no. at all. So it's, like not, so it's like, they're not hard to do. Whereas yeah. we are talking about how, like, in old-style JRPGs, you actually do have to pay attention to the conversation happening or else you're not kind of any idea where you're going and then, or what yeah, you're supposed to be doing. And then you restart like after a few days of not playing and you're like, where am I? What am I supposed to be exactly. doing? Exactly. So I would <laughs> encourage that if you're not a fan of side quests, that just try them in this game anyway because, again... If you don't care about like what's happening, you can just skip through all the stuff, do the fun combat, and then you still get like experience or an item. Um, there's this like fun like collectibles aspect of the game too, where characters, if you like get close enough with them through side quests, uh, will give you like an mm-hmm. item that you can like hang up in your room, which is really cool. Um, I really really love that part of yes. the game. Um, but yeah, it's all very cool. That game rocked me in the feels so hard and then, like, got better. I'm like, I don't want to play this game anymore. And then it kept going and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I got, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it made me pretty emotional, especially at the end. Um, I don't really say more than that otherwise. Like, I was like, I, I, I don't just want to play really this anymore. It. And then they're like, no, yes, you do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just, I really, really love that game. And I'll probably play it again eventually. I'll probably try to platinum it eventually. But as of right now, I need to work on my backlog. And play Breath of Fire 2, I suppose. So. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's been me. Nice. Cool. Uh, I really haven't done too much else. I played um, more Breath of the, or Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, and I'm yeah. almost, almost there. Uh, doing the, the last thing that I have to do, I believe, uh, <laughs> to get done. Cool. Yeah, like it, it, it really does trick you. It's like you think you're almost there. You're like, oh, it's the end. And then it's like, no, it's not the end. Oh, it's the end. No, it's not quite the end. Like, there's yeah. a couple things that then you're finally there. So I'm almost there, I think. Uh, but I'm still having fun with it. It's good. Uh, I'm just trying to get done so I can play Final Fantasy 16 because it sounds fun. Well. I think so you'll good. love Final Fantasy 16. You I think it's like right up your alley. <laughs> it looks it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it looks very much like a Cody game. Uh, <laughs> we can uh, go from that and get into the uh, gaming news, LJ. Yeah, um, we got some fun gaming news this week. Last week was very meh. Um, the first one that kind of caught me by surprise. I have, I'm hopeful for it. Um, people get scared when you say the the words EA. Um, but <laughs> I know e- I EA is <laughs> EA is working on. Uh, they have a. A small a development team, a new dev team uh, that is working on a Black Panther game, um, which I, I think these doing these Marvel games like, mm-hmm. like they're working on an so they got somebody they got Motive working on Iron Man one, they got the Wolverine um, one, 
That's gonna be oh, made by the same people buying Insomniac. Insomniac. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, but this so is good. this is EA. So EA has EA yeah. Motive. This one, uh, it's a new studio called Cliffhanger, and I like this because they have um, what a terrible name for EA games who always <laughs> off a game. That's they don't funny. do that anymore. That I never thought like of that. Um, the stigma. Because yeah. Cliffhanger is terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So EA is not really known. The lead, uh, the lead guy on it, worked for um, Monolith Productions, which is not Monolith Soft. Um, that's mm-hmm. Nintendo. Um, they are known for the Shadow of Mordor games um, and nu- numerous That'd other games cool. that came before it. Um, yes, and so um, uh, they actually came from. So uh, Monolith is working on the Wonder Woman game right now. It says they have talent that has worked on Shadow of Mordor, God of War, Halo Infinite, and Call of Duty, among others. Um, their team is still being assembled. Um, <laughs> I did air quotes for that one. Um, so it's still early, it's they, it's still early in development. Um, but yeah, I think it, to me, like I don't know if you said it in Wakanda. I mean, obviously, like you're gonna have to. Um, I think it'd be cool to like get a fully realized um, Wakanda. I know we have that Captain America and Black Panther game coming up, but I feel like that's going to be a very linear action game. Mm-hmm. Having having played like stuff like you know Shadow of War and all that, and like I feel like that combat. I mean, which is obviously inspired by like Batman combat. Uh, I think I enjoy what they did with those games, and I feel like it'd be so cool. To like if they use that war system they did in like Shadow of War, yeah. Um, they can't do the Nemesis system because that's that's basically like patented and like only Monolith and WB. I think only Monolith Soft or Monolith Productions can only use that, so you can't do the Nemesis system. But if you take that core mechanic of like having your army go fight in like specific locations of Wakanda or defend Wakanda, basically. I think that'd be awesome. That'd be sick. Like fighting alongside the Dora Milaje or something like that. Or mm-hmm. if you have some story missions where you might have to leave Wakanda for a minute or something. Like I, I like that idea. Um, and I also like EA slowly, you know, building their sing- rebuilding their single player library because, like, um, you know, Jedi Fallen Order was a big, I think, wake up for them. Um, then they did the Mass Effect remasters, but then they also did like Squadrons, which, which had a campaign that was not a ex- multiplayer exclusive game, even though it has it. Mm-hmm. Um, then they got you know the Dead Space rem- remake that they did. Like I, I kind of I like oh, where yeah. this is going because they're not just the multiplayer game studio. Like they kind of wound up being in the microtransaction studio. Um, I feel like they're kind of re. Hopefully, they're rebuilding a good reputation. Um, so I think it's neat. The, yeah. I'm excited to see what the Iron Man game comes out to yeah. be as well. Totally. Because EA Motive knows flight mechanics, and so they can easily do Iron Man. Oh, um, good point. Basically, just shoot, make it, and give give us the stuff from Anthem too. Give us those mechanics. But <laughs> I think uh, if if you got in, if like yeah, I don't I don't know. I feel like you have the right teams working on these. Marvel games, so cool. Yeah, that's that's good news. I'm hyped for that. I'm excited. I'm I'm optimistic. Uh, let's see. And then the other news, I'm gonna try and remain optimistic for. But there's been uh, this has also come from a kind of a rocky position. Um, the Red Dead, so the Red Dead Redemption remaster got leaked on a Korean ratings board. 
And the thing that has people very skeptical about this Red Dead Redemption remaster is that uh, when the remasters for the Grand Theft Auto trilogy came out, those were really rough. I think they've been patched since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just re-downloaded three just to see for myself the other day on my Switch. Um, but it was a big, it was a big controversy about, there was so many issues, especially with like San Andreas. I think that's the one that got like people talking. Um, but if they do this Red Dead Redemption remaster, right, and they do it well, I think it'll be really good. Just basically they need to just put it in the Red Dead 2 engine and call it a day. I mean, you had the whole map from Red Dead 1 in Red Dead 2. So like you can, you should be able to literally just make, remake that game in the Mm -hmm. Red Dead 2 engine um but yeah I think that game with in the Red Dead 2 engine I think would be perfect um this is the same ratings board that the that the trilogy remaster got leaked um so it's looking pretty likely and uh yeah I'm excited I'm excited to see what becomes of that because I I'm I'm down for more Red Dead like uh, Mm -hmm. more western stuff so yeah it's yeah. crazy how like leakers have become so accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I can't think of how many times something's been leaked this year, whether I've seen mm-hmm. it or not, from the leaks. Yeah. But I mean, like the Persona stuff, like recently. Exactly. Like, yeah, and it's it's I'm so not used to leakers being accurate. Like I think just for the longest time, every time I heard like, "Oh, this got leaked," I thought my theory not, is that's those not are true. almost on that's purpose. Not, yeah, yeah, but then because yeah, because we didn't know about the the new IP at all when they could have easily been like, hey, like oh, mm-hmm. there's this also new leak for this new IP. Like, so no, it's true, it's true that that could be totally another aspect of it. Yeah. Is are they allowing leakers to get them? Or are they like I, th- I know, think Ubisoft every few years totally. uh, has something leak, and I, f- I also feel like those are on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so, so. weird. Like it it's, yeah. really changes announcements. I mean, if you want buzz about your game, like, sure, give it, like, drop a nugget of news just to somebody, like, mm-hmm. and let that go wild, and then your game's already got publicity before it even gets announced. Yeah, I think the Persona I, Persona 3 Reload is a really good example of that, where there were a lot of little bits and leaks of, like, screenshots or things yes, like that, 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 that nature up leading up. There for a while, yes. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. just the, the entire trailer got posted and i feel like that has to be on purpose right it's like if you actually have someone internal posting it's not just straight from leakers like that's crazy to me yeah but it's just all a weird conversation yeah we're gonna talk about marine Um, in a little bit and uh i think that kind of is like getting ahead of the curve like that probably would have gotten leaked or something and so it's kind of like do it now before someone else does kind of thing well yeah and then the uh the spider the spider-man that was like the worst kept secret ever but it built up so much hype yeah 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 it's almost like better to just instead of letting someone like just like yeah leak it yourself <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you don't it's get that really well done you know things get rushed out that way so i don't know yeah yeah uh, yeah pros and cons Who knows? But... i i just hope that this remaster for red dead is decent like i hope they yeah. realize I think it was I want that, Red Dead that remaster, two, but it's Red Dead one. Yes, Grounded. yes, and that's what I was saying. Yeah, that that's what I was saying a bit ago. Um, Final Fantasy VII has me spoiled. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, how remakes are done. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think like I think where Rockstar messed up is I think they outsourced those remakes or those ports. Ah, uh, I mean I guess they are remasters, remakes, whatever of G, the, the GTA games. Mm-hmm. And I think they literally just took them in house and were like, "Oh, here we're gonna fix these." And so I hope that they just maybe you know while everybody's waiting for GTA Six, because that's like becoming one of the worst kept secrets right now too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope like this maybe holds us out, holds people over. Um, so we'll have to see. Cool. Yeah, that's it for gaming news. Well, we'll get into the movies then. Uh, I have not watched any movies, so go ahead, Shelly. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't seen anything new, but I am still very slowly working my way through the Harry Potter series again. And so we nice. watched the sixth one. I, it's so funny because me and my husband are watching it. And the last one we watched was the fifth one. And we were hanging out with my sister. And she conveniently had also seen the fifth one most recently. So we're like, yeah, hey, let's just watch the sixth movie. And this movie is the first movie that I remember. Oh, Harry Potter movie, I guess I should specify. is the first Harry Potter movie I remember. I actually remember seeing in theaters. Like, I think I saw probably the fifth one as well. But I remember seeing the sixth one. And I just remembered just how funny it was. And... I've, I've seen this movie a million times, mind you, but I just it was just a good kind of reminder of that, how it's weird because it's definitely one of the most deviated from the books. And so like, I was talking to one of my other friends recently how, you know, the sixth book is her favorite. Hmm. So the sixth movie is her least favorite because it's so different from the book. But hmm. for me personally, um, I mean, I don't know. I also really like the book and I really like the movie. I love the movie. It's just so like funny. <laughs> They actually like tried to do jokes and things and it's it actually pays off and there's a lot of little moments where you're like yeah these three characters like harry ron and hermione are actually like best friends and it just feels <laughs> you actually feel that i don't know I, sometimes in the other movies at least again sort of separating from the books sometimes in their movies i kind of think are they really all best friends like they don't really always do best friend things they don't always like interact in the way that they're all because yeah, by then you think they would yeah like they you'd see that connection yeah but this one, I, I don't know what it was, but just I thought the direction was really good in that way. Um, but anyway, that's just a... I'm always watching Harry Potter, right? So it's not really anything new or interesting. <laughs> we'll watch the seven part one and part two eventually, and then we'll nice. have watched it through again. Hmm. Sweet. LJ, did you see any movies this week? Yes, I watched the new Indiana Jones movie. Ooh. Oh, how was that? Uh, I went to the theater yesterday afternoon. I had some time. I was like, you know what? I'm... I figure if this is going to be uh, his last time uh, wearing the fedora, I better go see it. Um, mm-hmm. I liked it. I th- It's very divisive right now. Uh, there's some people mm-hmm. that enjoy it, some people hate it. Um, they could have done two... They, well, they could have done the thing where they could have hammered so much fan service in, into the audience. Like, you know, just like Pretty just easily. shoved it down your throat. Yeah. And they kind of didn't. Like, it's still kind of its own movie. Okay, that's it, it does, good. It does feel like a send-off, but it also does I, I does feel like its own movie. They do have a few nods in there. Um, and so, uh, but which is fine. Like, it feels like you still made your own movie. You still made the movie you wanted to make, but also still did the thing that people probably wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, the So every movie's got a big thing, right? A big, I don't know if a twist is the right word, but there's just... Always something unique, like towards the end of those big moments. Indiana Jones movies, yeah, yeah. So it's it's being compared 
so the big thing that 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 ends up going down with you know the artifact or whatever it's kind of par for the course for these movies is being compared to crystal skulls twist Mm -hmm. um i don't think it's that bad i think it's much more fitting for indiana jones as a whole i think it's much more fitting for the franchise it is still a bit you know out there um but I think it's fitting. I think it's mm-hmm. totally fitting. And if y'all ever end up watching it, y'all will see what I mean. Um, it's probably going to... It'll end up on Disney Plus in a few months here, I'm sure. Right, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I didn't Good. hate any of the characters. Like, there are new characters that they're introducing. And then everybody's like, oh, well, you could have just replaced this person with, like, Short Round or something, right? Like, and I'm just like, no. Like, these characters aren't really that bad. Um, it definitely feels like Indiana Jones in a new era, um, cause you know, he's older now. So there's, you know, mm-hmm. there, you know, it's him being in an element that he's not used to, or he's not comfortable with. Um, and I think that was good. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was perfectly fine. Like, it's not like an amazing movie, but I feel like it's what you go to an Indiana Jones movie mm-hmm. to see. You go for the fun, you go for the, you go for the action. The set pieces, especially, like, in the first... I, I, I mean, I guess throughout the whole movie, like, the set pieces and the scenes they set up are are so well done. Like, those are so, those are so Indiana Jones that, like, mm-hmm. you just can't, like... Yeah, it just... There, I don't see any other way of, like, describing it. I think it's fun. So, it, I, it's definitely worth a watch if you don't plan to go out and watch it in theaters. Check it out on Disney+. Plus. It's a fun watch. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll get into the movie news then. Shelley, what's mm-hmm. going on? Yeah, um, we just got two things. So uh, the first thing, you may have already seen sort of images online for this, but we are seeing Hugh Jackman's Wolverine in his classic comic outfit. Yes. The bright yellow, um, which looks so fun, uh, next to, of course, the Deadpool classic red suit, which we're obviously used to. He's been wearing that yeah. suit, but... It's just, it's very fun. It's very iconic. Um, it's crazy how Wolverine's been around for so long. And Hugh Jackman's Wolverine has, you know, been introduced, been an icon, and then been essentially retired. So he's like coming back from retirement <laughs> just for this movie, it feels like. To be in uniform. Um, but it's crazy that, yeah, it's crazy that he was never really in that suit. Um, There's a deleted scene in the Samurai yeah. movie. I can't remember. Logan 2. I don't remember what it's called. Or Wolverine mm. 2. Uh, where he like sees the suit in a suitcase and we've <laughs> never seen it on him bro yeah it's kind of crazy it's like there was he, he was popular during that era where there were lots of those superhero movies before they became yeah. like their own subgenres and their own thing right where it was just superhero movies and that mm-hmm. was the genre and mm-hmm. there was kind of this idea that comic book suits were way too cheesy way too like you got to make the we're making these live action movies and they got to be serious Mm -hmm. and they got to be you know they weren't necessarily always very fun they were trying to be serious and ended up trying to be fun right is Mm -hmm. the hope but point is they never really wore those like crazy comic suits and i think like early uh, mcu exactly yeah it like really took a turn um recently i think in the last couple of years that finally these original suits are sort of coming back in style which i think is actually good actually you know i'm i think the goofiest one was captain america's in like avengers or something you know like yeah like one of the yeah exactly 
Like, um, Thor like, just got his helmet so in his third movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like crazy. I was, it's and there's there's some characters where I'm just like, man, I don't even like, I can't even recognize you without your costume. Right. I don't even recognize you without your outfit. It's, yeah. I still kind of get sad that Hawkeye never donned his Hawkeye outfit. I know. Um, oh yeah, among yeah, other you got things, the right? Outfit, but, yeah. yeah, you got that. But I don't know. I think that's. I think it's really fun that they're sort of bringing it back. And I'm sure probably a lot of it is sort of like nostalgia factor. But I think, I think it's fun that they're just trying to. Embrace the cheese, right? We're mm-hmm. kind of trying to make superhero movies fun again, and like <laughs> some of that fun is that cheese. Is that cheese that so you know much comes like with a stupid outfit? Whoever made Deadpool's suit, uh, yeah. made Wolverine's suit. This like they're so similar. It's true. Yeah, really, just hope that Deadpool's like put this on. He's like absolutely not. And it just cuts to them wearing it. <laughs> and then it just cuts to them yeah. wearing it. Yeah, I can totally see that. That'd be really mm-hmm. fun. I, um, I'm ready for this buddy cop movie. <laughs> yeah. a space yeah, like we're, 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 we're talking about stuff like you know daredevil's costume from like the movie you know that movie it was still like it was still that like, like biker almost, leather like, with a helmet like on. biker thing i mean that was like the x-men like look um they even made a joke in x-men like oh yellow spandex you know you want to wear yeah, that you know? yeah. like blue accent's not too mm-hmm. bad they almost made this approach to where everything they're wearing still looks like now it looks like armor but it still looks like their costumes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it almost reminds me of like when the batman arkham asylum game came out like batman still had his like you know the undies the black and gray whatever but his was actually like armor like you could see it, yeah you know? and so i think like it's kind of cool that that approach has been taken for most of you know most costumes mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i think it's i think it's fun um and we kind of mentioned this before too but it seems like one of the few like superheroes we could think of that like kept their iconic outfit was spider-man yeah yep. yeah he always had and his yeah and they, I, I feel like with some of the like one. Like, I think of, like, Andrew Garfield era. I feel like they kind of tried to make it, like, edgier. They kind of <laughs> like tried to make it more. Like, sunglass lenses. Yeah, which is kind of... Totally. Which is, honestly, it was kind of fun in its own way, but... Um, and, and then in in the second one, they totally were just like, oh, whatever. Let's give it... Let's give him his, you know, regular costume. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you go back to... Speaking of, like, Spider-Man, I was just thinking about... There's that tease at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2, I think it is. The Rhino. And he's got this big metal... Yep thing and it's like it couldn't mm-hmm. just be the rhino but now uh you have this craven is it craven is that his name yeah it's craven yeah. and the the rhino is literally gonna be a rhino the like, trailer like, yeah yeah his like skin's changing in the trailer um I, I will say because of technology we they definitely can make this stuff look less cheesy which, yeah that's you know, true like, uh, yeah, but that's a really point. good example of like back then it was like oh we can't just make him be a human rhino that would be ridiculous mm-hmm. it's got to be this like realistic metal machine for it to work properly or it'll be too, too cheesy and now we're like no just make it mm-hmm. a rhino person it'd be cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i just think that's all very fun um so we'll be seeing that in deadpool 3 the yep. other thing we're going to talk about kind of shifting huge gear here is uh the napoleon movie that is starring joaquin phoenix and it's from ridley scott yeah. and it's going to be the next epic gonna be big it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be all these you know lots of war yeah. obviously like you can't really talk about saying, napoleon without war i was saying before the podcast i can't think of the last time we've had like an epic like this like mm-hmm. i mean wow. we've had like you know the superhero movies and stuff do their big events which uh, you could you could consider consider that like similar but we haven't had like 
a Troy or like a Braveheart or heck even it's Ridley Scott or a Gladiator. You know, we I don't think we really have had a movie like this in a while. Uh, it's like a historical epic, you know, that um, I'm looking forward to it because I'm like, oh, this actually looks really good. I feel like I haven't seen a movie like this in a while. We're talking um, about MCU. Just, I so mm-hmm. want, we were talking about this before the podcast, I want to reiterate. Um, so want like a Thor 4 because in Chris Hemsworth mentioned that he kind of wants this too. Um, he wants it to be a little bit more grounded. He wants it to be a little bit more Norse. Uh, and it would be so perfect to like a Ridley Scott, not the sci-fi side of it, but the epic side of it. And just made, mm-hmm. and he's perfect for it because he has that sci-fi background too. Um, yep. Really, Scott could kill a like uh, Norse epic about Thor magical power, especially if it was a prequel. I think. Like, yeah, I mean, either way, um, Chris has not even like, tied he to the MCU. He wants to die. Anything, like, he wants himself to die, yeah. and it be this big tragedy, and like that could work. Yeah, but um, yeah, the villain just be this like other alien Norse thing, or maybe the Frost Giants, or whatever you want to do, and just make it mm-hmm. super Viking. I'm all for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be awesome. Cool. We don't have a good Viking epic yet. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, I thought that Barbarian... Not Barbarian. What was that movie called? The Viking guy. It was weird. Came after the Green Knight. <laughs> oh, I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I don't know. That's what I thought it was going to be, and it wasn't. And I the wasn't. Norseman. I bought The Norseman, and I haven't watched it yet. The Norseman. Yes, that's yeah. what you're talking about. Nor- yeah, The Norseman. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, we need a Viking. It's it's due time for a good, like, Viking epic. Mm-hmm. I'm a little on brand, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <for myself. laughs> yeah, Beard it checks and out. And I'm like, I need Viking stuff. Checks <laughs> out. Inject it into my veins, he says. Let's yeah. go. The, the one thing I will say about Napoleon as well is that it's falling from the Les Mis syndrome of uh, they're supposed to be French and they're all with all british accents british accents uh, yeah. oh yeah like yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. something i always make fun of in in like watching the lame is rob movie whenever they're talking it's for, it's it's like british and it's like the same gladiators movie. like it's funny so mm. yeah so you know what i would really love which they do this really well in in a show that i'm going to be talking about so in the show warrior that i watch yeah you can hear you can hear them like speaking like their native language but then like as they're talking they'll transition into english so it's almost like it's being just translated for you. Like, if they oh, somehow, cool, yeah. like, did that, like, I think if they figured out a way to convey that kind of stuff in movies like that, they'd be like, sure, you don't necessarily need, like, I mean, obviously they still have accents, but it's like, I don't know. Like, if they had some way to, obviously, sure, if you want to do it in the native language. As an the uh, Vikings but... TV show does that. They speak in, like, Old Norse, and then uh-huh. um, it'll, like, go back to someone responding, and then it'll yes, be in English. yes. It yeah. like, transitioned like almost seamlessly, like as these two characters were talking mm-hmm. in Warrior. So yeah. like, if they find a way to do that in more stuff like this, I think that would be more acceptable because it's like be awesome. you're just listening, so we you you can understand what's going on instead of like, oh yeah, we all we're all British, like you know like yeah, it's um it reminds me of the newest West Side Story kind of does that too with Spanish. They kind of like yeah. go from oh, like yeah. Spanish to English to Spanish like super fluidly as someone who mm-hmm. speaks very little Spanish. I was like, whoa, this is like seamless. I love it. <laughs> Very similar. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, that is our movie news, though. Cool. We'll get into TV then. Um, I was preparing a D&D thing. I haven't done anything. Uh, <laughs> go go <laughs> ahead, fine. LJ. Uh, yeah, I guess it works out then since I was talking about that show. Um, but yeah, my, one of my favorite shows, like, 
I got I got cut up on in the last couple of years was Warrior. Um, again, it's it was one of the shows that was on Cinemax when I guess apparently HBO bought out Cinemax at some point. And so I watched a couple seasons because they popped him up on HBO Max when HBO Max became a thing. And so I was excited when I found out, oh, like they saved this show. Um, and so they had the new season come out produced by Bruce Lee's daughter, which is cool. Like she's a big part of it. Uh, like I said last uh, last week, it's this original idea he always had. They put out the first three episodes of the new season, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm here for it. Um, it's very much wants me to... I like this is why I'm also kind of excited for a Red Dead remaster because it puts it like it's that Western era, but then it's also set in like Chinatown in San Francisco in San Francisco in that time period. You have you know all the stuff that's happening in Chinatown and then all the stuff happening around it. There's like these Irishmen, you know, it's you know when Irishmen were fighting to you know be you know in the workforce more and stuff like that, fighting for they had their own kind of revolution going on at the time too. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of it's almost very like i I hate to make this comparison just because like everybody's doing it now but it's you have the political like drama and intrigue along with like the action and the you know like and you know all that stuff but um watching these scenes and watching the choreography of these fights is like so cool it gives kind of gives me everything i want like you know in in a show um it's fun though. I, I like it. Um, it if somebody if y'all if somebody's looking for something to binge, I feel like this would be a good show to do that, especially since there's a few seasons out now. Super fun show. Um, and then the other thing, um, I guess Secret Invasion. I'm probably the most caught up. Didn't you say you were behind on it, Cody? I'm behind an episode. Yes. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I'm liking it. Um, still. Uh, I really don't know how a lot of people. I, I guess I haven't really paid attention to how people are really feeling about it. I'm. I don't have any problems with it yet, though. Um, they are going into some interesting things that I'm like, oh, okay, you're doing this. Like basically, um, you know, whatever. What little knowledge I have from comic book stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. And then lastly, I do want to give a shout out to One Piece because they put the dub, the whole dub, and a few new set of episodes on Crunchyroll now. Very um, good. So I, it's weird because the way I've consumed One Piece is I watched part of the original Japanese lang like language, right? I watched the, that in subtitles. I read a good chunk of the manga, and then... When I found out that the dub was coming out, when the dub came out, I was like, oh, cool. Let me just start from where I left off in the manga. And so it turns out I'm already almost like a whole arc, like done. Oh, um, sweet. <laughs> so, but it's just kind of interesting. I'm just like the way I've consumed this show, like I've consumed it three different ways. or I've consumed like one piece as like a media, three different ways at this point. And I'm like, I kind of like it. Like if, if, if I end up like watching some episodes and just finding out where the manga is, like I'll, you know, read some of that. Because I like reading the manga, too, because it just adds so much more context. Um, so, I'm like, I don't know. I might just consume, like, both as I keep going. Like, if I want to watch a few episodes of the show, I'll probably do that. And then if I want to read some of it, I'll probably read that. Um, I feel like that's just a better way for me to digest everything. Like, especially when I'm away from my television. So, I don't have to necessarily watch a thousand episodes of an anime. Um, yeah. So, I might try that and see how it goes. But other than that, uh, there's... If you want to watch this show, you can. I think they did this, obviously, because the Netflix thing is coming out, like, very soon. So, um, yeah. So, the time is now. Cool. 
We will yeah, get into the TV news then. Um, a couple things here. Uh, I think this is actually really cool. I'm not super excited about One Piece, the Netflix show, but mm. they are getting the original Japanese cast to return for the Japanese dub of the show. Yes. Well, that's pretty cool. I think, yeah. I, get, I geeked get out. get closer to the source material than that. Yes, and I geeked out because they had this whole video. I saw a part of it on TikTok, and then I saw more of it later. Um, but he, uh, the lead actor for that plays Luffy, he got to meet the original voice, the, like the voice actress that plays Luffy. And it was this really wholesome meetup. Like she gave him this straw hat and basically like knighted him. Like, uh. and it was neat. And then like, uh, cause he kind of, they had this, like, I don't know if it was like a special or like a, a video or something that, that Netflix did. But basically he, they basically showed that video to like the rest of the cast and they're like, Oh, like, that's so cool. Like. Um, it's a very, it was a very wholesome video. Um, yeah, so I, cool. it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the show is good and fun. And I still think that it's neat that, you know, like, it seems like, it seems like it's getting some love, even though if it is an adaptation, it's getting right. more love, like more respect, I guess, than, and any other anime adaptation has had. They're doing it with yeah, a lot of I love. Agree. Sure. They're making it with love. And I feel like I feel like if this is the show you're going to do that, if this is the property you're going to do that with, then you better because it's like yes, <laughs> One Piece is easily the biggest show in Japan, like ever. Like it's it's a prime time television show that the whole family is watching, basically. Definitely. Um, yeah. So I just think this is. If you're gonna, if this is a show that you're going to, you don't necessarily have to get every bit right, but if you're gonna get it to a point where people can appreciate it, even though like it is what it is, then I think that's, then that, to me that's the goal. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. The other piece of news uh, is Twisted Metal has got another trailer. Uh, I'm just keeping my eye on this. I really didn't know what to think, and I think this trailer probably does a pretty good job of telling you what the show is going to be. Uh, and I might check it out. It seems fun. I already have Peacock anyway, so like... There you go. I'm just gonna... Yeah. It looks stupid in like a good way. Like, mm-hmm. It's like doing so a lot of good nods like you to the laugh. video games. Yep. Um, there's a joke about, you know, getting a wish. Um, yep. Which is very Twisted Metal. Um, the setting seems to work well enough for this post-apocalyptic world. They do make a, do- a joke about toilet paper, which can be in... I don't know if some people might consider that insensitive, because I don't know if... You can't really tie that to the whole COVID thing, yeah. but maybe you could, I guess. <laughs> it is the but end of the like, world. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's a toilet no, paper joke in there. Um, it looks like it could be fun if it's not it over-the-top cheesy the whole time. Like, ultra-dumb. Like, yeah. whenever you see the... Like, whenever you see the words, you know, from the creators of Deadpool and Zombieland, mm-hmm. yeah. and watch that trailer, then you go, okay, yeah, it definitely is. Like, it, I think it, it really ha- is. I get it. <laughs> we haven't yeah. seen a lot of the car combat yet, and we I, it, it's, such, so, it's such a weird thing to say, but yep. uh, I think it really kind of rides on, pun intended, the uh, budget of those car scenes, car fight scenes. Like, if those mm. look good yeah. and look fun... Um, I think the humor isn't enough to carry the show, uh, but it's enough to make right. the show interesting. Yeah. No. So, well, we'll looks see. like dumb fun. Yeah. If it's got like a high budget in those in those car fight scenes, this could be cool. <laughs> um, 
that's where I end on that. And that's uh, where we'll end on TV news. Are we getting out about anything else this week? I think that's it. Uh, I, I just want to mention I finally finished Rhythm of War. Nice. So long, but finally, I was on vacation this last week, and there was just a lot of time to listen to audiobook or read or, or just read the physical book, and I finally finished it, and it was definitely good. It's definitely a good book. I just wish I liked it more. It's definitely the weakest of the Stormlight uh, books, in my opinion. That's rough. It is just, it's kind of a rough read, I'm not going to lie. And I don't say, like, why, but, and, you know, usually these types of books, you, you know, it's it's kind of, like, almost set up for the very end of the book. And then uh, the book yeah. can have this really cool climactic ending. And this book, it, it did, but it almost still just felt like mostly just set up for the next book. Like, the, like, I don't know how many hours I ended up reading this, right? It's a huge book. But let's just say the first almost thousand pages are just set up for the last hundred to two hundred pages, however long it is. And like, cool, that last bit's really good. The first bit is not amazing, in my opinion. But then even the last bit still isn't that good in comparison to the other books and the ways that they that they end and set up for the next book. So I don't know. Obviously, I'm glad I read it and I was going to read it anyway and I'm so excited for the next book, but I'm just kind of like, man, I spent so many hours on this book and I just wish I enjoyed it more. A lot of times it kind of felt like a chore to get through. But anyway, I, I did finish it though. And so now I'm I'm free. I can read other books. <laughs> nice. Like this, like really I, every once in a while I'm like, oh, I kind of feel like I should be like reading something. Oh, wait, I technically am reading Rhythm of War. Oh, man. Like... So now I can Ooh. finally move on. Because the physical of... books are like half off right now on Amazon. Get them. Definitely like, worth it. I Definitely don't, worth I don't, it. I don't do audiobooks anymore since like I'm not, I don't work in an environment to where I can do that. Right. So my dilemma is, oh, do I get them digital and read them on my phone or actually get the physical book? Because I like physical books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More than, yeah. They're like 20 bucks per book right now. Cause that I still is need to finish. a good deal. I still need to finish Oathbringer, and then I might as well get Rhythm of War while I'm at it, so. Yeah, I think Oathbringer is still my favorite out of the four so far. Rhythm War is definitely worth reading, but I just I just wish I liked it more. But that's, that's me. That's it. That's kind of sad to me. I know. I, I know that makes, that's, like, discouraging, probably, oh. but, like, you pro- you should read it. It's oh, well, yes. definitely I mean, worth it. It's just, like, in comparison to the other books, I guess is what I should not, say. A not-so-great like, so Sanderson so, so. book is probably still a good Sanderson book, to be honest. Like, yes. <laughs> Definitely. Um, wow. Interesting. But anyway, that, that's it. I just wanted to mention that. We will end the podcast there then. LJ, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and Twitch at LJ the Paladin. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24. And you can find me on Instagram uh, and Thread, I guess. Um, I was gonna ah. say, I was gonna say, y'all hopping on the thread. Train? I, I guess. Not me. I, I'm. I have it. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how well. If if you tag me in it, I will respond. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you tag? Is I don't even know how it works. Uh, keep gaming. Keep praying, and God bless. Bye bye. <laughs> Peace.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.